Welcome to the Reluctant Messenger podcast, where we discuss spiritually transformative events, encounters with angels and guides, out-of-body explorations, and much more. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel. You can find links on my website at candacesanderson.com. My name is Candace Sanderson, and I welcome you to this episode. I often get emails from people who have read my books, and sometimes these correspondences become the motivation for another episode on my YouTube channel or for the Reluctant Messenger podcast. Let's bring in Paul. He asked a question a few weeks ago. And that became the foundation for an episode called Achieving Peace Day by Day. Recently, Paul wrote again to tell a story that I just have to share. It has a great life lesson about receiving messages from the other side. Paul was the recipient of a message from Spirit that was later confirmed with such verifiable information that he could not ignore it. He knew it to be true. But after all was said and done, he asked me, how do we separate our imagination from the messengers? In other words, how do we know it's true and that we're not just making this up, that the message is not a figment of our imaginations? As soon as I read Paul's email, a couple questions popped into my mind. Believe me, it wasn't from me, so I knew it was important. The questions, why would you? Why would you separate your imagination from anything? Without giving too much detail to shelter the identities of the people in Paul's story, very recently, the mother of one of Paul's friends had passed away. Paul went to the funeral home for the viewing, and while seated, he closed his eyes and he said a prayer for the woman who had transitioned. And immediately he heard over and over, butterflies, butterflies, butterflies. Paul thought, why not owls? And then he heard again, butterflies, butterflies, butterflies. Okay, let's break this down. Was this his imagination? I know the answer. No, he was not imagining this. But I remember how it took me months to realize this when I started receiving messages. It was a very long time before I knew it was not me inventing the information. Like Paul, my first thoughts usually were, why did I think of that? Again, I assigned me as the author of the message, as if I had imagined it. Yeah, right. Let's get back to Paul. As soon as he wondered, why not owls? And aside here, personally, I might have thought, why not unicorns? But Paul's question was immediately answered, again, with butterflies, butterflies. So, Paul, that's one big clue right now, how you can distinguish between, is it you 
or is this message from someone else, someone on the other side? So in your case, you ask, why not owls? And they answered, butterflies, butterflies. It was not owls. And it was not just a single butterfly, but more than one. Butterflies, butterflies. Paul made a mental note. He knew that later when he would see the family members, he would ask if their mother had some sort of a connection to butterflies. Okay, this is cool enough, but let's get to the good part, the validation. A couple days after the butterflies, butterflies message, Paul and his wife saw a family member of the deceased. He was about to ask whether their mother had a connection to butterflies when he noticed they were sporting a new tattoo on their arm. This tattoo, you guessed it, it was not just two butterflies and note not one, but more than one. But those butterflies surrounded a note the mother had written to them. Okay, before I continue, let's investigate this a little more closely. The tattoo, it wasn't just a meaningful saying, but it was something the mother had written specifically to that family member. In other words, it was quite literally a message from the mother. And the fact that it was punctuated by two butterflies, that was just the icing on the cake. And what was this message that was so important that this person had it permanently inked on their body? Well, it was not only a message for them, but perhaps for anyone who would read it. Paul, are you listening to this? Because this is a message, too, for you. It was a message about believing in yourself and being confident. Let that sink in. So back to Paul's original question about how we know if it's real. How do we determine whether these messages and hints are from spirit or from our own imaginations? How do we separate the two? Validation and trust. In this case, Paul's validation was beautiful. It not only gave him insight that the butterflies, butterflies message was indeed from his friend's mother, but it also opened the door for healing for the family, knowing that their mother reached out to them through Paul with the message of the butterflies. When we lose a loved one, we're not often able to pick up on messages for ourselves until later. These first few days are too emotionally draining. So it is often the unsuspecting friend who gets tagged as a messenger. Once Paul saw the butterflies surrounding the tattoo, more information then flowed into his awareness from the mom. He trusted it, and he shared that he now had his newly found confidence, and he became the medium. He shared that message with the family member. It's easy to see how this type of validation can be, and often is, 
life-changing. But did you know that every one of us have these psychic abilities? We have the skills. But quite often, we doubt this. We doubt the skills that we possess. When messages come to us, how often do we go into that? We're making it up stance. Or we hang these thoughts on, oh, it's an overactive imagination. But when we receive irrefutable confirmation, we're shocked. It takes our breath away. Maybe our heart pounds in our chest when we realize that something woo-woo really did happen and we had become the messenger. Recently, I shared a message that I had received and I want to reference part of it. It was about opening our guidance system and that our guidance system is not necessarily Well, it isn't usually at all a logical path. In fact, it's not straightforward. So why is it this way? Let me read part of that conversation. As the messengers share how their communications often work, it's through patterns of synchronicity. Look for the rhythm. Look for the coherence. Feel the ups and downs. Feel the current just as the undercurrent of the river of time can carry you to an unexpected path. You can do so with purpose. Allow your inner eyes to open. Allow your senses to expand and to blend into each other. For with this magical elixir are answers to your soul's quest. This is great information, letting us know that one way to tap into divine guidance. I'm thinking about the words they chose. Rhythm and coherence are key, as are the words ups and downs. And the current, the undercurrent of not just a river, but the river of time. We step outside of time when we tap into our guidance system. When we learn to go with the flow, we can more readily access this guidance. Okay, so don't let this sound too woo-woo. Just know that we are opening to a greater source of information than what we're accustomed to during the 3D. So don't get overwhelmed when you feel these weird undercurrents. Just know that it is your time to go within and to step into that flow. And then you let guidance do the work for you. The easiest way to do this, for me at least, is to step aside and just observe. This has been ingrained in me through my training to become a psychologist. I was taught to observe. Just observe. Just be the witness. Don't judge one way or the other. Don't let your ego sidetrack the experience. Ah, look at me. I'm getting messages or any kind of negative judgment like, oh, this is crazy. This must be my imagination. This is not right. Something's wrong with this. This can't be true. When our 3D selves start judging the experiences 
there is a natural tendency to become sidetracked. So I suggest you ignore it. Easier said than done. So how can you do this? I have found that by getting busy, very busy, doing something else instead of judging. As a psychologist, we call this engaging a competing response. And for me, this is a perfect time to document what's going on. Carry a notebook with you so you can jot down information. If you're alone, then open your phone's recording app and start dictating. Describe and record anything and everything. What do you feel? That includes emotions, but also energy. Do you feel heat? Do you feel cold? Do you feel tingles? If so, where? Does it move? Does it change? Is the energy intense or is it loving like a caress? If you have tingles, where are they? Do you have a burning sensation? Does something feel spongy? Does something feel dense or heavy? Be as descriptive as you can. Is your stomach growling? Some people I know when they experience energy shifts, when they transition to the 5D, they start burping. So if you find yourself belching, don't think about what you just had for lunch that may have caused it. Just record it. So now you are recording what you are experiencing in real time. And that keeps you busy. By keeping busy, it keeps your ego at bay. No judgment about what's going on. There's no time for that. As you record as the witness, don't forget your emotions. Are you feeling excitement? Do you have tears? Don't embrace the emotions. Just step aside and describe them. When you're so busy recording your experiences, you'll notice that your tendency to judge what's going on doesn't have time to interfere. If it does begin to encroach on your experience, then gently push it aside. You can research after the fact. Just know that judging it now takes you away from the experience. Do you want some practice? You can do this now to get practice and experience for when you might be in an extraordinary state, be it an unexpected message that arrives or maybe during a meditation. This will also help if you become lucid in your dreams. Let me just explain. You can start working with some aspects of the non-physical realms where you've stepped into the roles of witness and scribe. They're a little bit different from each other. But you can try this exercise at your will. Have a notebook and a pencil and paper ready. Later, you can try voice recording, but let's just try first by jotting notes. You would need to get comfortable in a chair and place your notebook in your pen or pencil in your lap. Next, take a few minutes to just settle into the chair. Really feel present. 
feel the chair as it supports you and carries your weight. I like to take off my shoes and feel my feet on the floor, but just sink into the feeling that you have. Just notice and just be. Once you have relaxed, take a few deep breaths and begin to embrace your role as observer. With your head bent and your eyes slightly open, pick up your pen or your pencil and get ready to write. Next, look down at yourself from a few feet above your body. Well, you might say, what? (laughs) Again, don't judge, just do it. And if you can't see yourself, that's okay. No worries. Embrace your imagination. Pretend and imagine that you are at the ceiling, looking down at your body. Start to describe it. Make it up. You can describe the clothing you're wearing. You can describe the notebook in your lap. You can describe yourself as you pick up the pencil and start to write. Scan your body for everything and anything that you might feel. Notice that egg-shaped energy field surrounding your body. You may not see it, but you might see a slight wavering. Maybe start with feeling that energy. As you scan your body, just notice what you feel. What is different? For example, what happens with me quite often is I initially feel very strong tingles on the bottoms of my feet. So look at the soles of your feet from this observer perspective, not with your physical eyes but with your inner eyes from above. What do you see? What do you sense? Maybe you feel a disturbance, a slight distortion. Is the air thicker near your feet? Is it thinner? A different quality, maybe, slightly different color. Or is the frequency, does it feel different? Remember to write down anything and everything that comes to you. When you are in these states of receptivity, we use our senses differently. They blend. So again, don't judge. Just go with the flow. With this exercise, we're beginning to build a foundation. We're beginning to learn a new skill set. We are beginning to experience our senses as they stretch beyond what we're accustomed to in the 3D. We're also learning a different vocabulary. All these steps help open your inner eyes. And as you begin to view the world through your inner vision, you will see things differently. Your world begins to open in ways you never thought possible. You expand.
try to do this for five minutes if you can. You're traversing new territory. Have fun with it. After you're through observing your body, you can also rise farther above and look down. Maybe you're seeing something in the next room. Maybe you can see something a couple blocks away. But you learn first by dealing with what's familiar, you and your energy body. Once you engage that observer and keep that observer busy, you're stepping into the flow of your guidance system and you're giving it an opportunity to not judge, but to go with the flow and to step into that river of time and see what you can see. You'll wonder after you do this, you'll say, how did I miss this before? You will start seeing things differently. Let me end this episode with a couple sentences from the message in my last episode. I think it says it all. Opening the 5D senses allows you to enter the divine pathways of the heart. Not only do you tap into your guidance system, but you also learn to sense, to track to discover. You return to source where you had no form. As a formless entity, you know the connections, the unity. Let's return to the questions I received earlier. Why would you want to separate your imagination from the messages? When I first connected to spirit and began receiving communications, I noticed that the word imagination took on a different meaning for me. Imagination was no longer that magical fantasy world I knew as a child that could take me on adventures that made me feel more alive than ever. No, once I started labeling imagination as the root of the messages, And believe me, it went there immediately. Imagination almost became like a bad word because it was an easy way to explain what was then, to me, inexplicable. Getting messages from angels and guides, my higher self, whatever term you can use to describe divine guidance, it was a way to explain where these messages came from. It had to be my imagination because I would not, I could not allow myself to think that I was getting these messages from the realms of spirit. I knew I must have been making this up. How could I, a psychologist who lived a pragmatic life that was very strongly connected to the 3D, how could I receive messages from these divine sources? No, it couldn't be me. It had to be just my imagination. We can use our imagination to jumpstart an experience. We tell children to imagine things. We encourage this creative side of them. So why did I begin thinking it was negative? It goes back to the message Paul received about believing in yourself and becoming more confident. 
That was the message that the mother had for her child. That confidence comes with time. My training as a psychologist had taught me to be an objective observer. So that's what I did. I collected data, and soon I had hundreds of pages of messages. As I gathered these communications, I avoided judging them by staying busy with my documentation. Later, sometimes much later, I would research, and that's when the magic occurred. It was those irrefutable discoveries, proving, absolutely proving that I had not invented the information. It was genuine. And for whatever reason, I was tagged, although reluctant. I had become the messenger of these divine realms of wisdom and love. So, Paul, next time you get a message, and your ego wants to question it, just remember these three words of wisdom. Ready? Tag, you're it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Reluctant Messenger. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, remember, how we use our personal energy is what defines us. Bring in those vibrations of love and gratitude and see how your life will change.